I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're looking at the last half of the book of Lamentations. We'll begin our reading today with Lamentations chapter 3, verse 37. But before we do, let's take a look at the introduction to Lamentations to give us a little bit of perspective. Lamentations, it's all poetry. Virtually all Bible scholars agree that Jeremiah is the author of Lamentations. He wrote it after watching the city of Jerusalem fall to the Babylonians in 586 B.C. The five chapters of Lamentations reflect his thoughts on the fall. It is interesting to note that Lamentations is poetry, as I mentioned. There is a distinct rhythm to the verses, but there is more than that. In chapters 1, 2, and 4... Each of the 22 verses begins with a word in Hebrew, which begins with the next successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet, just like Psalms 119 does. As a matter of fact, that's called an acrostic style. The verses in chapters 1 and 2 have three lines each, with the verses in chapter 4 having two lines each. Chapter 3 has 66 verses instead of 22. The same letter of the Hebrew alphabet is used in groups of three verses until all 22 letters are used in order. Chapter 5 is written in freestyle. Like I said, it's poetry. If you'd like to get a running start in today's reading, uh, you may want to go back to the reading for November the 12th, which is the first half of the Book of Lamentations. Today we're going to begin reading now with uh, verse 37 of Lamentations chapter 3, where we see Jeremiah expressing his personal grief. Verse 37, Who is he that saith, and it cometh to pass, when the Lord commandeth it not? Out of the mouth of the Most High proceedeth not evil and good? Wherefore doth a living man complain, a man for the punishment of his sins? Let us search and try our ways, and turn again to the Lord. Let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. We have transgressed and have rebelled. Thou hast not pardoned. Thou hast covered with anger and persecuted us. Thou hast slain. Thou hast not pitied. Thou hast covered thyself with a cloud that our prayer should not pass through. Thou hast made us as the offscouring and refuse in the midst of the people. All our enemies have opened their mouths against us. Fear and a snare has come upon us, desolation and destruction. Mine eye runneth down with rivers of water for the destruction of the daughter of my people. Mine eye trickleth down and ceaseth not without any intermission. For the Lord looked down, and behold, from heaven mine eye affecteth mine heart because of all the daughters of my city. Mine enemies chased me sore like a bird without a cause. They have cut off my life in the dungeon and cast a stone upon me. Waters flowed over mine head. Then I said, I am cut off. I called upon thy name, O Lord, out of the low dungeon. Thou hast heard my voice. Hide not thine ear at my breathing, at my cry. Thou drewest near in the day that I called upon thee. 
Thou saidest, Fear not. O Lord, Thou hast pleaded the causes of my soul. Thou hast redeemed my life. O Lord, Thou hast seen my wrong. Judge Thou my cause. Thou hast seen all their vengeance and all their imaginations against me. Thou hast heard their reproach, O Lord, and all their imaginations against me. The lips of those that rose up against me and the device against me all the day. Behold, they're sitting down and they're rising up. I am their music. Render unto them a recompense, O Lord, according to the work of their hands. Give them sorrow of heart, thy curse unto them. Persecute and destroy them in anger from under the heavens of the Lord. You will recall that this chapter has 66 verses, and that every three verses begins with a word beginning with the next successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Jeremiah talks about his personal suffering on behalf of fallen Jerusalem in this chapter. As Jeremiah continues his laments, he makes a personal suggestion in verses 40 and 41. Here it is. Let us search into our ways and turn again unto the Lord. Let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. It's still the answer for the people of Jerusalem to repent. Jeremiah has had a tough life when he proclaimed the prophecies God had given him. His own people made his life really, really miserable. They put him in into, a, into a dungeon and even tried to kill him. Well, now, could it be that Jeremiah is asking for vindication in those verses before the very leaders of Jerusalem who had made his life so miserable prior to the fall? Well, it would appear so. There's a meaningful lesson for us in verses 42 to 45. Look at them. We have transgressed and have rebelled. Thou hast not pardoned. Thou hast covered with anger and persecuted us. Thou hast slain. Thou hast not pitied. Thou hast covered thyself with a cloud that our prayer should not pass through. Thou hast made us as the offscouring and refuse in the midst of the people. You'll notice in verse 42 that God has not pardoned. Why? Because they had transgressed and rebelled. In that state of rebellion, God was an enemy to them, verse 43. And their prayers were not answered, verse 44. I'm reminded of Proverbs 28, 9 that says, He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be abomination. In other words, the first step to answered prayers is to have a heart that is right before God. But wait, there's more. Vengeance. Notice particularly verses 64 to 66. Here they are. Render to them a recompense, O Lord, according to the work of their hands. Give them sorrow of heart, thy curse unto them. Persecute and destroy them in anger from under the heavens of the Lord. Lest you misunderstand Jeremiah, let's look at some similar requests that Jeremiah made that are recorded in the book of Jeremiah itself. Here's what we find Jeremiah saying in Jeremiah 11.20. But, O Lord of hosts, that judgest righteously, that triest the reins and the heart, let me see thy vengeance on them, for unto thee have I revealed my cause. And in Jeremiah twelve three, he said, But thou, O Lord, knowest me, thou hast seen me, and tried mine heart toward thee. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter, and prepare them 
for the day of slaughter. And then in Jeremiah 15, 15, we see Jeremiah writing, O Lord, thou knowest, remember me and visit me and revenge me of my persecutors. Take me not away in thy long suffering. Know that for thy sake I have suffered rebuke. And in Jeremiah 17, 18, we find these words, Let them be confounded that persecute me, but let not me be confounded. Let them be dismayed, but let not me be dismayed. Bring upon them the day of evil, and destroy them with double destruction. And again in Jeremiah eighteen twenty one, Jeremiah wrote this, Therefore deliver up their children to the famine, and pour out their blood by the force of the sword, and let their wives be bereaved of their children, and be widows, and let their men be put to death, let their young men be slain by the sword in battle. Ouch! In verse 22 of chapter 18, Jeremiah again says, Let a cry be heard from their houses, when thou shalt bring a troop suddenly upon them, for they have digged a pit to take me, and hid snares for my feet. And in verse 23 of chapter 18, Yet, Lord, thou knowest all their counsel against me to slay me. Forgive not their iniquity, neither blot out their sin from thy sight, but let them be overthrown before thee. Deal thus with them in the time of thine anger. Now keep this in mind. Jeremiah was calling upon God to do the vindicating and to ration out the appropriate measure of vengeance. After all, Jeremiah endured years of abuse from the leadership of Judah simply because he stood for God. Incidentally, Jeremiah refers in verse 53 to the time in Jeremiah chapter 38 when he was cast into the dungeon. That was the cistern. We see Jeremiah pleading his case against uh, his enemies in verses 58 to 66. Ironically, his enemies were the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem, those very ones who rejected his message. Not only did they reject, they persecuted him for his prophecies. They do, as a matter of fact, though, get their just due in the demise of Jerusalem recorded in Jeremiah chapter 52. That brings us to Lamentations chapter 4, where we see the tough, tough conditions in Jerusalem. Verse 1. How is the gold become dim? How is the most fine gold changed? The stones of the sanctuary are poured out in the top of every street. The precious sons of Zion, comparable to fine gold, how are they esteemed as earthen pitchers, the work of the hands of the potter? Even the sea monsters draw out the breast. They give suck to their young ones. The daughter of my people has become cruel, like the ostriches in the wilderness. The tongue of the sucking child cleaveth to the roof of his mouth for thirst. The young children ask bread, and no man breaketh it unto them. They that did feed delicately are desolate in the streets. They that were brought up in scarlet embraced dunghills. For the punishment of the iniquity of the daughter of my people is greater than the punishment of the sin of Sodom that was overthrown as in a moment, and no hand stayed on her. Her Nazarites were purer than snow. They were whiter than milk. They were more ruddy in body than rubies. Their polishing was of sapphire. Their visage is blacker than a coal. They are not known in the streets. Their skin cleaveth to their bones. It is withered. It has become like a stick. They that be slain with the sword are better than they that are slain with hunger. 
for these pine away, stricken through for want of the fruits of the field. The hands of the pitiful women have sodden their own children. They were their meat in the destruction of the daughter of my people. The Lord hath accomplished his fury. He hath poured out his fierce anger and hath kindled a fire in Zion, and it hath devoured the foundations thereof. The kings of the earth and all the inhabitants of the world would not have believed that the adversary and the enemy should have entered into the gates of Jerusalem. For the sins of her prophets and the sins of her priests that have shed the blood of the just in the midst of her. They have wandered as blind men in the streets. They have polluted themselves with blood so that men could not touch their garments. They cried unto them, Depart ye, it is unclean. Depart, depart, touch not. When they fled away and wandered, they said among the heathen, They shall no more sojourn there. The anger of the Lord hath divided them. He will no more regard them. They respected not the persons of the priests. They favored not the elders. As for us, our eyes as yet failed for our vain help. In our watching we have watched for a nation that could not save us. They hunt our steps, that we cannot go in our streets. Our end is near, our days are fulfilled, for our end is come. Our persecutors are swifter than eagles of the heaven. They pursued us upon the mountains. They laid wait for us in the wilderness. The breath of our nostrils, the anointed of the Lord, was taken in their pits, of whom we said, Under his shadow we shall live among the heathen. Rejoice and be glad, O daughter of Edom, that dwellest in the land of Uz. The cup also shall pass through unto thee. Thou shalt be drunken, and thou shalt make thyself naked. The punishment of thine iniquity is accomplished, O daughter of Zion. He will no more carry thee away into captivity. He will visit thine iniquity, O daughter of Edom. He will discover thy sins. This chapter goes back to the acrostic style of chapters 1 and 2. In this chapter, there are 22 verses. Each verse is arranged alphabetically, with all the verses beginning with a word having as its first letter the successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet, 22 letters in all. It's poetry, but really, really sad poetry. These verses show us how tough it was in Jerusalem at the time of the fall. Nebuchadnezzar's army simply surrounded the city of Jerusalem, and over a period of 18 months, they ran out of food, and we see that in Jeremiah 52, verses 4 through 6. Add to that the drought, and we see unbearable conditions in Jerusalem. Notice verse 4. The tongue of the sucking child cleaveth to the roof of his mouth for thirst. The young children asked bread, and no man breaketh it unto them. Here they are imprisoned in Jerusalem without food, and the babies were starving for nourishment. And then the unthinkable in verse 10. Here's what it says. The hands of the pitiful women have sodden their own children. They were their meat in the destruction of the daughter of my people. That's right. Cannibalism. Right there in Jerusalem. As a matter of fact, everyone suffered the same discomfort prior to their fall due to the starvation tactic used by the Babylonians, even the leadership. Verses 7 and 8 indicate that the appearance of the leaders of Jerusalem, the consecrated ones, translated in the King James Version as Nazarites, these were visibly malnourished and poorly groomed. And why did all this befall Jerusalem? 
dwells because they rejected God. They were given into the hands of the Babylonians. That's made clear in verse 11. The Lord hath accomplished his fury. He hath poured out his fierce anger and hath kindled a fire in Zion and it hath devoured the foundations thereof. The Babylonians, as it turns out, were only used as a tool of God for the purpose of chastising the rebellion found in Judah. Then we see in chapter 5 the conditions after the fall, beginning with verse 1. Remember, O Lord, what has come upon us. Consider and behold our approach. Our inheritance is turned to strangers, our houses to aliens. We are orphaned and fatherless. Our mothers are as widows. We have drunken our water for money. Our wool is sold unto us. Our necks are under persecution. We labor and have no rest. We have given the land to the Egyptians and to the Assyrians to be satisfied with bread. Our fathers have sinned and are not, and we have borne their iniquities. Servants have ruled over us. There is none that doth deliver us out of their hand. We get our bread with the peril of our lives because of the sword of the wilderness. Our skin was black like an oven because of the terrible famine. They ravished the women in Zion and the maids in the cities of Judah. Princes are hanged up by their hand. The faces of elders were not honored. They took the young men to grind, and the children fell under the wood. The elders have ceased from the gate, the young men from their music. The joy of our heart has ceased. Our dance is turned into mourning. The crown has fallen from our head. Woe unto us that we have sinned. For this our heart is faint. For these things our eyes are dim. Because of the mountain of Zion, which is desolate, the foxes walk upon it. Thou, O Lord, remainest forever, thy throne from generation to generation. Wherefore dost thou forget us forever, and forsake us so long time? Turn thou us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. Renew our days as of old. But thou hast utterly rejected us. Thou art very wroth against us. Well, there's no more acrostic style in this chapter. It's all freeform writing. Jeremiah talks about the dire conditions of Babylonian captivity in Jerusalem. Don't dwell there with visual images because it's really heartbreaking if chapter 4 wasn't heartbreaking already. It's simple, forthright reading, but it's a very sad chapter. That's why the book is called Lamentations. Jeremiah concludes in verses 19 to 22 by pleading before God. And here's what he says to paraphrase. We got what we deserved, but won't you restore us to the way it was back in the good old days? Hey, when leadership is bad, everybody suffers. Women, children, everybody. Notice the last verse of Lamentations, verse 22. Though thou hast utterly rejected us, thou art very wroth with us. There's no question in Jeremiah's mind. God had brought about Jerusalem's destruction because these Jews had rejected God. And that brings us to the end of the book of Lamentations. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walton.